It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coffee in the Word. I'm Sherry Poundstone, your host, and this is Walk Your Talk, a five-minute devotional that I'm um, recording every week, and hopefully this will give you a jumping-off point and maybe a place to study if you're needing uh, a place to start in the Word. We've been in James, and we're going to continue in James. Today we will be in Chapter 2, Verses 1 through 4. I'm going to start off by reading those, and then we'll discuss that a little bit. And again, I keep this at five minutes or less so that you can just listen in and then um, have a a starting uh, point or a jumping off point for your own study. Because I believe always that that is where God really speaks to us. I could really talk on this for a long time. It's great to listen to teachers. It is important to have teachers or devotionals and that type of thing. But when we get into the word one-on-one with God, just us and him, he can reveal so much more to us. All right, I'm reading from James chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim that you have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people more than others? For instance, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in shabby clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you stand over there or else sit on the floor, well, doesn't this discrimination show that you were guided by wrong motives? My goodness, James just gets to it, doesn't he? That's what I love about this book. It's such um, practical application and really gets down to the nitty-gritty of are we walking out our talk? Are we living what we say? So why is it wrong to judge a person by their economic status or their appearance, what they may own? Well, the wealth could indicate intelligence, wise decision, hard work, uh, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, so to speak. It could also mean that the person was born into a wealthy family, or worse than that, it could be a sign of greed, dishonesty, or selfishness. But we don't know. When we first meet a person and we just see the outward appearance of wealth, we don't know how they got it. We don't know who they are. It doesn't really say anything about their character necessarily. So if it is a sign of greed or dishonesty, of course, that's something that we'd like to know. So honoring someone just because he or she dresses well or has a great car or, uh, you know, they have a great position in their career, we're making the appearances or what we see on the outside more important than their character, aren't we? And sometimes we do this because poverty makes us uncomfortable and we just really don't want to be around it or face any responsibility we might have to help. Uh, It also could be that we want to be wealthy, too, and hope to use the rich person as a means to that end. Yes, that could be a motive. Let's get real. Or we could want the rich person to join our church so they can help support it financially. Now, that is something that I have seen and my husband and I have both talked about, that we see sometimes when we go to a church, we see that there are people that are favored because they have a lot of money to give. And we've been in both um, positions. We have been in the position to give a lot. And we have been in the position to give a little bit less than that or maybe a lot less than that. We are always givers. 
but depending on where we're at in our life, we might have give more sometimes than others. And so one of the things that I think is really true is that sometimes when we see someone walk in our church and they are dressed well or they look like they have money or we might know something about them and they have money, we're like, you know, I just seen churches glom on to them. So we don't want to go there because all these motives are selfish and they're stemming from the view if we get really real, that we're superior to a poor person. If we say that Christ is our Lord, then we must live as he asks us to live, which is showing no favoritism and loving all people, regardless of whether they're rich or poor or in between. We're often partial to the rich because we mistakenly assume that riches are a sign of God's blessing and approval. Now, as I've said many times, it is not that God has anything against us having nice things. Um, having money in our savings account or that kind of thing. It's not that he doesn't want us to have that, but God does not promise us earthly rewards or riches. That doesn't, that's not his promise. In fact, he's calling us to be ready to suffer for him and give up everything in order to hold on to the eternal life. Now, I'm going to list some scriptures here that will give you a little bit more on this because I think that when you're digging into James, it also can take you into many other parts of the Bible. It's really good to, to reference the word. So I'm going to list a few scriptures here that will help you with this, um, that God calls us to be ready to suffer for him and give up everything. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Matthew 6, 19 through 20. Oh, I'm sorry. Matthew 19, 28 through 30. Luke 12, 14 through 34. Romans 8, 15 to 21. And there are others. But if we... We will have untold riches in eternity if we're faithful in our present life. So what the, the purpose of these verses and what James is saying is let's not look at a person's outer appearance, accept them or not accept them by that. That doesn't tell us really anything. It might tell us their economic status. It might tell us if they have a great job. It might tell us that they like to take care of themselves. But we don't know what's behind that until we get to know the person. So we simply cannot judge on appearances only. We cannot put our faith in material possessions. We cannot put that above Christ. All right, so I recommend, again, that you read through the book of James. It is not a long book, and it will um, give you an overview of everything that we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks. It will tell you, um, give you practical application for what God has, is saying in his word. And I think that's so important. Again, this is called Walk Your Talk because I really want to emphasize that we can talk a lot, but if we're not walking it out, we're not reflecting Christ. God bless you, and I will talk with you next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.